Welcome to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the show for intentional business owners and curious minds looking to combine the inner work and outer work to create a life, business, and career that feels deeply fulfilling and wildly aligned on all levels. We're your hosts. I'm Shay. And I'm Mariah. We're two business strategists passionate about rewriting the rules to success in a way that combines both strategy and energetics. So this podcast started with both of us being in the online business world, craving more deep, meaningful, and transparent conversations. So we decided to come together and create a space to do just that. Our guest interviews highlight cool humans doing cool shit, chasing their dreams, and going down their own rabbit holes to create a more sustainable and fulfilling life in whatever way that means for them. We see this podcast as everything that people won't share on social media. We don't give a fuck about highlight reels or proven frameworks. We love getting in the weeds, asking the tough questions, and doing the work to create a life and career we love, all while committing to ourselves and our personal growth. Because only through that lens can we truly create a lifestyle that feels good from the inside out. Welcome to the Curiously Guided Podcast. Are you ready to trust the nudge and let curiosity guide the way? Because we're excited to shake shit up and live outside the box with you. All right, you guys, we've got a special episode for you today. This one is really close to Mariah and I's heart. We brought back our old friend, Natasha Mack, who um, is an evidential medium and has been a business mentor for both Mariah and I on many occasions. And um, we wanted to bring her back on the podcast because her business has gone through quite a few changes since she first came on and we interviewed her. And um, she is, I was telling Mariah before we hit record, like just who Natasha is, like her just being her is the most life-giving, nourishing, energizing experience. Like I love being in her space or any of the spaces she creates the way that she shows up, she is so like people talk about authenticity all the time. Like to me, she is the perfect example of someone who is just showing up as her true self. She is not sure where it's going to go and she will let herself be vulnerable. You know, I, I mentioned in the episode, I w- was in one of her workshops one time and she just like gave herself a moment like, Hey, I need a second here to put my thoughts together. And I loved that. I was like, I didn't know I could do that. Like she has just given me permission to show up exactly as I am and seeing her lead and be her has just been so validating and affirming for me. So I just, you know, she kind of in this episode, we talk about how she has really gotten a bit more flexible with how she thinks about her business and how she thinks about her career. And um, Mariah and I, for the past season, I'd say have been really kind of exploring how can we do this a little differently? You know, this online business mold is awesome, but like, it's kind of feeling a little like what's, what else is there? And and so bringing Natasha on was again, just such an inspiration of we get to do this any fucking way we want. There's so many ways you can slice and dice this and our careers and our businesses happen in seasons and phases. And some seasons may look like one thing and some seasons may look like something totally different and all of it's great. All of it's leading to where you're supposed to be going towards. So I left this episode super fired up about what I'm doing in this next year. And I hope that you guys will take away some of that inspiration as well. Yeah, it's funny because when I asked Natasha to come back on the podcast, I gave her no information about just like what we're going to be talking about, like what we want to interview her about. But I think it's just because I just like hearing her talk. 
Like, I just like hearing her perspective. I like hearing her journey. I love hearing what she's navigating. And so in this episode, I dive into just like how much I love her podcast, which we will leave the link to that in the show notes below. But like, it's one of those podcasts that just feels like you're sitting next to her and just a friend learning. And I, it's funny because in human design, I just, I know her chart and she's a three, five profile. And she's just like a beautiful example of that three, five profile where it's like, we just want to know what she's diving into and like how it works out and how she's navigating things like her trial and error, which can get frustrating for her, obviously. Um, but like, it just gives the rest of us so much perspective into things. And like you said, she's one of those people that I feel like really gave me permission to just show up and just talk how I want to talk. Like she's just one of those people that will like go on a tangent and then she'll come back and be like, wait, I don't even know if that was helpful. And everybody in the room is like, oh my God, that's exactly what we needed to hear. And being on that receiving end is kind of like that light of like, wow, I can trust what's coming out of my mouth, especially if I set the intention that like, however, this conversation is going to go is like exactly where it needs to go. And she's just a beautiful example of that. And just like having her as an example in the business space is really awesome. And she was my intuitive development mentor, like really came into my life at, at the perfect time that I really needed it. And it's funny, like I literally found her through going into Apple Podcasts and typing in how to surrender, which is so funny because everybody knows like, <clears throat> I'm a Google girl. I go to Google or like, I'll go to YouTube. For some reason, I went to Apple Podcasts and it was like, I want a podcast. I'm like, how to surrender. And it was her old podcast that ended up showing up. That's how we got connected. And then I ended up working with her. Like I got a reading or like two different readings from her. And then I took her intuitive development program. And if you guys are looking to dive into intuitive development, definitely check out the links in the show notes below. She's got two different programs that kind of go through different phases of that stuff. So definitely check that out. But I'm going to read her bio and then we'll take you into the episode. So Natasha Mack is an international evidential psychic medium and host of the Hot Mess Medium Show. She goes by the name of Hot Mess Medium in honor of being a hot mess ADHD mama four, along with owning and embracing being a perfectly imperfect, highly sensitive human who happens to speak to the dead for a living. She is passionate about bringing people together with her large group reading events, helping others experience their loved, their past loved ones all over again by being a vessel for their presence, personality, and healing messages along with teaching others to trust their intuition in a grounded way. Natasha not only embodies being an authentic and ethical medium without all of the fluff, but it's also what she teaches her mediumship students inside of her 123 Spirit Academy. So with all of that, let's hit into the episode. Okay, so I'm fucking stoked to have Natasha back on the podcast. She was a guest on season one of the podcast, one of our like very first guests. And throughout the seasons, throughout the episodes, I've referred to my intuitive development coach in previous episodes. And that was her. To be honest, like, I feel like I could say this for the intro that me and Shay are going to record, but I just want to highlight that like Natasha was crucial 
in like my personal development journey, because a big piece of that was getting closer to and learning about my intuition and just like how to navigate that and how to read it and just getting curious about it. And like that, I feel like that honestly, like opened me up to connect with Shay and then like ended up opening both of us up in order to start this podcast. So like you, me finding you came across at like just the perfect time. And like the last time that you were on the podcast, we chatted about like your story about you realizing that you had intuitive gifts and just like how all of that kind of unfolded. But if let's, we want to dive a little bit deeper and bring it up a little bit recent in this episode. So if our listeners, if you want to hear about Natasha's like full story about like getting involved and becoming a medium in the very, very beginning. We're going to link to that very first episode in the show notes below. So definitely check that out. But Natasha, can you just catch us up? Like, how has the past two years been? I I don't know where you want to start, but like wherever you want to start, let's jump in. It's been two years. Oh my God. (laughs) I think it might've even been longer. Honestly, it might be three. It's either two or three years. So like, so much has happened since then. <laughs> so much has changed. Um, where do I even begin? Well, I mean, I'm back to my roots of just being a medium. I've since titled myself Hot Mess Medium. So I, I don't think that. I had that name then, right? I don't think, yeah, no. So that's new. Um, did I even like move to my new house the last time? I don't think so. I think, okay, so if we, because like my question to you is literally so fucking vague floating in the ethers that it's like, I'm just going to have to make a, (laughs) I'm going to have to get a little bit more specific here. So, okay. So when I last listened to your recent podcast episode, which if you guys need a podcast to listen to, check out the Hot Mass Medium. We're going to link to that in the show notes too. I was telling Natasha before we hopped on that like her podcast is one of my favorite ones when like I don't want to listen to business advice and like I don't want to listen to like people telling me what to do and like buying the latest and greatest supplement for health. Like Natasha's is very much like (laughs) chilling and hanging out with like a friend, but also pulling in just like the energetics and like life and all of that. And what I love that you shared in that last episode was like, coming back to yourself and like tapping into your own genius again, because in the previous episode, I think like three years ago, you were really focused on mediumship and intuitive development and stuff like that. And now you're focused on mediumship and intuitive development. But in the middle there, we were joking before we press record, like you got stuck in the sauce. So like what happened in the beginning, you were focused on mediumship, intuitive development, Was it like you wanted to grow your business and then like you started finding like a business coach and then they kind of told you how to grow your business and like getting information like from the gurus and then that fucked everything up and then you were just like, I don't know who I am. Like, is that kind of how it unraveled? So there's a few things here, but you definitely hit the nail on the head with the whole business guru thing. So I ended up, yeah, I mean, I feel like timelines are a little bit wonky in my head, but basically I did end up hiring this one business coach 
who is amazing, by the way, really great at what she does, but I wanted someone so different, so, so different to who I was because I, I was not okay with who I was, I guess. I I don't know. There was this part of me who's like, I need to be so different and try something completely different and see what happens if I follow all the rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I hired someone who is like the most business, like strategizer, like here are the rules, here are the steps. Okay. Because I was like, this is it. I won't have to um, rely on my own um, self. I'll just, I'll just listen to what she says. Right. Surprise, surprise. Not really. Um, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. And, but I truly believe that I was meant to be part of that because I met so many incredible women, like female entrepreneurs. And it was so interesting being a part of that space and witnessing all these women so disconnected from their intuition and asking, you know, the coach, how do I do this? How do I, oh, this isn't working. This, I tried this and I tried that, all these things. And the whole time I'm there, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, you just, the amount of times where I was like, if only these women understood that like their intuition, their intuitive channel could just give them all the answers that they're seeking and it would just make their lives so much easier you know so that's kind of what sparked me then starting to work with entrepreneurs um because I saw you know I started testing it out with a few of them and their results were insane okay like when they started using their intuition with their business in their content with their clients all of their results skyrocketed. It was like, you can't make this shit up. Okay. From there, I ended up, you know, teaching business owners how to, you know, use their intuition in their business. And that led to then me also teaching some business things because I was learning. So it wasn't just that one coach. I had a few other business coaches I went on this roller coaster of just hiring business coaches, you guys. Okay. And just I like think learning. We've all been there. <laughs> like, okay. So I, I just hired all these business coaches and um was learning all these things. And yeah, so eventually I was able to like incorporate some of that like business coaching into the intuitive development, stuff like that. It was this like weird peanut butter jelly, like fusion of teaching you how to trust your intuition but also there's like some business strategies that are meant for you as an individual you know because I was really able to tune into the energetics so that's how I dip my toes into that you know there was the business coaching the energetics using your channel in your you know your intuitive channel in your business um and then it just kept I felt like I just, things kept getting muddier and muddier. It's like, I would experience some success in my business, but there was this lack of fulfillment and, um, 
I just kept thinking that I just need to, how do I say that? I kept being a dick to myself and thinking that there's no way I have all the answers because if I'm if I'm hiring these business coaches and it's still not working for me, then it must be something wrong with me, right? Is that making sense? It's making perfect sense. I feel me and Shay, I mean, our listeners can't see us, but we're nodding frantically like bobbleheads. Yeah, just little bobbleheads <laughs> over here. This is a journey, that roller coaster of hiring coaches. I'm like over here, woo, I'm on it myself. Yeah. And I go through those phases. So 100% have walked this path. Yeah. Like I even, you know, was following a bunch of business coaches thinking like, oh, I need more information. I need more strategies. I need to know more. It's right? a never and ending that- like roller coaster ride. Truly. When you start yeah. letting people dictate what you're doing, how you do it and how you think about things, it's like this string of like your power that just keeps getting pulled from you. And then before you know it, you're outsourcing 80% of things and you're only tapping in for 20% of things when really it should be the opposite and probably even greater in the opposite. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so it got to the point where I'd get these like intuitive hits, but then they're being drowned out by all these inner voices that belong to all these other business coaches and all these rules and all these strategies and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it was just really, like, basically, I was experiencing what I knew so many of my clients were experiencing, like, you know, when I was specifically working with entrepreneurs. So that really helped me, like, get in their head and make, like, really bomb-ass content. But in the meantime, I was fucking miserable, okay? I was, like, legit so miserable. I felt like my soul was being sucked out of me, okay? I hated it. Oh, my God. It feels so good to say that. Because I can now. I really did. I tried to trick myself into thinking, this too shall pass. It's so temporary. I just need to get through this. We need to push through the discomfort in order to find success. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I So yeah, I kept telling myself it's just like something wrong with me. And I kept pointing the finger to myself, right? Over and over again, because that's what we're told. And like, yes, it is, it is me, but also I wasn't giving myself a fair chance because I was totally listening to everyone else and taking what everyone else was saying as gospel. And that's what really messed with just listening to my own intuitive channel. And so I got to this point where I was like, I can't keep going like this. Like everyone's telling me it will get better. Everyone's telling me like, yeah, it's going to get better. This you're eventually going to, you know, get to that point where it's all like working out, but it just never happened. It just never happened. And so finally I was like, something has to shift. Something has to change. Right. And, um, that's where like 
that's like where prayer comes in for me, like not in a religious sense, but I am someone who definitely like turns to their higher power and I am someone who prays and like, um, it's, it's so wild. This, the moment I had where I was like, okay, things can't keep going the way that they have been. I can't keep doing this. Something has to change. So like, what do I do? Right. And then I get an intuitive hit coming in. I just get this like instant message. And the message was for me to reach out to someone local who had reached up to me about doing an in-person group reading event for me, like a mediumship group reading event, which I had been avoiding because I At wasn't this time, yet. You weren't doing mediumship really, were you? No, no. I had kind of, you know, because I was like, business content energetics like all this other like shit storm of business stuff right and I was like okay I'm gonna just reach out to her and just see what happens that that's what people need to hear right now okay that's what happens every freaking time it's like if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like, oh my God, like literally nothing's working, something needs to shift, something needs to change, what the hell do I do next? You invite your intuition, your higher self, you know, God, whatever like you want to refer to, to give you that very next step, not the whole damn picture, because that's not how it works. You're not going to get all of the steps. You're not going to have like a vision of what it's all going to lead to. You're not going to have all of the answers. You're going to get one very next step. Okay. And it's your job to take that next step, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you. That is your job. If you want that guidance and you want that support, you know, the divine support and all of that, like you have to do your part. So even though it was really uncomfortable, I messaged her, we set up a meeting immediately energy started to move. What do I mean by that? Things started to click things. Finally, it started to feel like I was coming out of the molasses. That's what I always call it. You know, when you're like in the murky molasses and you're just like, everything is horrible and nothing's working and I hate this and I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I was like being lifted out of the molasses just from me taking that first move. And then I got my next step. Okay. I took that step. That me reaching out to that person, setting up that meeting so that I could do that group event is what changed everything. And it seems like, well, that's so simple. That's like too easy, but no, you just got to stop overthinking it and just fucking take that next step that your intuition gives you. So yeah, there's my long story. I love that. It's so, Mariah talked about like themes we've had this season and one is absolutely we're interviewing these entrepreneurs that are kind of hitting their sweet spot and it all starts with reconnecting with spirit in some way. I've been blown away and it looks different for every single person, but that I was going to ask you, I was like, okay, Natasha, when you're in that moment, what does it look like for you? And then you said prayer and I got goosebumps and I was like, ah, yes, of course. And then the next point you make, oh, I fucking love, because this is hard for me you're not going to get the whole picture in <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want the whole picture. I'm a projector. I'm over here. I like <laughs> I ain't taking no step unless you give me that full written out book 
with the steps so I can see exactly not only the full picture, I need every step to know how it's all going to play out. But you're exactly yeah. right. It's about what's the the nudge right now and can I show up mm-hmm. for myself and for the universe and that's it and then see what happens. Yeah. It's it, we're never going to have the big picture, but that is so hard because like I want to have it and I feel like I need it to take the next step, but what you're saying it's the opposite, right? It's showing up, saying universe, I'm here for this. I'm going to do this and then yeah. see and what clicks into place. And so one thing we notice just watching your journey from the side is that you have shifted more into in person, which is something that Mariah and I are both really I think intrigued by right now, just after years of COVID and being online, we've both gotten a lot of nourishment around reconnecting with the real world. So would you mind sharing a bit? Have you done more in person and what's that look like? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm so excited that we're on this topic because I really feel like this is what's going to be shifting for so many business owners and entrepreneurs in 2024. Okay. I've been feeling that so strongly. So I'm really excited to share about this. So yeah, basically (laughs) for me, it was like, God was telling me, you need to go and like, get your hands dirty in the community. You need to go and meet people, connect with people, like touch people's lives in person. Okay. And I was so resistant to that because I had worked so hard, like so many of us to build something online, right? Like you said, during COVID, oh my goodness, that's like, thank goodness we had the internet and we were able to build our businesses online, build community and connections on that online, which is so, so beautiful. And we really, really needed that, right? But now I was really feeling called to shift things to in-person while still, of course, having my online community, but basically it started with that one group reading event. And, um, you know, with that donating half of the proceeds to like back into the library. And that to me felt so good in my soul. I was like, wow, okay. Like this is doing something to me, like connecting with the people um, experiencing being in front of people, the connections we make after that, you know, like the hugs and the, you know, that they share a little bit with me. And, um, from there I ended up doing, you know, being invited to go do another one. And again, this ended up being so life-changing. Um, and again, donating half the proceeds to back to, um, the place that had invited me, and it just felt like, okay, I'm doing something. This this feels really, really good. Like I feel, because before this, just to like trickle back a little bit to what I was sharing earlier, like when I was strictly like doing stuff online and nothing was ever working, it just constantly felt like I was pouring and pouring and pouring into a bucket with holes in it. And it just wasn't, giving me that sense of like, I'm doing something good, you know, or like, this is, this is going towards something or whatever. And online, um, it feels like you're like screaming into the void sometimes. Like if you're not getting results where it's like in person, it's like, you can physically see it. Even if it's like, you're just printing out a flyer and like putting it on a bulletin board at a cafe. It's like, you can physically see the action that you took 
where online it's like you make an Instagram post, you only see the physical evidence when you log on. You're staring at yeah. this little fucking weird rectangle that we all walk around with in our pockets and you open yeah. up a certain app and it's like, it's so hidden in like this back ethereal, like this like non-existent space where the online space feels vast and like there's so many unlimited possibilities and all of that, but like it can feel empty in comparison yes. to in-person. Yes. Also- a lot of people don't realize that who they are online, like how they show up online and how they show up in person, like you can be super confident being on a live, but have you spoken in front of a hundred people? It's a totally different experience. And so like, I realized too, that so many of the things that I embodied online, I wasn't, I had to like, shift certain things about myself in person and realize like whoa okay like it's time to also really walk my talk in person in front of people and face so many of those insecurities um you know because people can see my whole body and like I'm having to have like face-to-face conversations and um it's a totally different thing and I think that's why a lot of people maybe avoid that um But anyways, so yeah, so people, business owners underestimate the power of word of mouth. Yeah. Holy shit. Is that powerful? 100%. Like word of mouth is insane. And I live in a small town and I was like doing these events in small towns and like shit spreads like wildfire, you know? So all of a sudden I was like, whoa, like people are knowing who I am now and they're getting to know me and because even though I live in a small town and like around me are other small towns a lot of people still didn't know who I was because I spent so much freaking time building my online presence versus a presence like actually like physically here so all of a sudden just from those two events like people started to reach out and want to book you know readings and things just started happening and you know, and then I did a couple more group events and then I was invited because someone saw the physical poster, physical poster at the grocery store of my (laughs) group event. Someone saw that and invited me to, um, like a, a reservation about, you know, an hour and a half from where I live for their community wellness day for their members. And so I got to actually like get a hotel and travel and, you know, have that experience. I was invited to someone's community to bring healing and to do my work. And it just, you know, now I've been invited again. I'm going to be going back teaching knitting um, later this month because I also knit. (laughs) And then um, after that, I'm going to be doing another group reading for them. So this, the in-person connections and like you mentioned posters, like posters, it's a thing, you know, word of mouth. Um, it's just, it's just been so fulfilling. And I can't remember what the initial question was, to be honest, but I'm, uh, yeah, I just love how it's just shifted so much for me. And I'm, I'm feeling more drawn than ever for this year to specifically, you know, bring, a lot more of my work to in-person so like in-person workshops 
um, you know, more group events, possibly traveling. And uh, that's how things are going to be shifting for me. I'm still going to be offering those things online, of course, but I don't know. There's just something about like physically being around and in front of people that's just so magical. I think me and Shay have been talking about it too. And me and some of my other friends were, I, I'm seeing that shift too. I think that people are really going to have to start getting back in their community because we forget how getting a visual of like how fertile the soil is because we've left the soil like uh, like by itself for so long that like nutrients have been growing and now it's just like waiting for a seed to be planted. Like people are just waiting for excuses to connect with people. And I feel like a lot of people come in the online space and they're super excited because there's so many possibilities. You could reach such a wide audience that they, and we, like me included, completely neglect the local environment and then you're right we do completely forget about word of mouth but if you think about it like let's say I bought a new puppy and like I needed a puppy trainer if I found somebody in person that was a killer ass puppy trainer I'm posting about it on my business Instagram my personal Instagram and my Facebook I'm telling all of my friends my aunts my uncles my cousins literally everybody that I talk to every time that I post this picture I am tagging that fucking puppy trainer and it's like we forget about that. And that's only one interaction with one person. If this puppy trainer now works with like four people, you multiply that in the local community. You're right. It does spread like wildfire. And like us online business owners just have so many fucking blinders on. And we're just like, oh, why are our words just like floating around the internet when it's like we can really make a really big impact in our local communities? But it's also, like you said, fucking horrifying. In person, to host something, to stand up in front of people where I don't have my screen, where I have a script or some bullet points. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, 1000%. It's like people don't like, it's like people do get it and that's why they avoid it. But also they don't get it because until you do it, right? It's like one of those things Um, (laughs) yeah. So the one, the second one that I ended up doing, um, was like right beforehand, I had a full blown panic attack. Okay. Like I was, I was sitting in my truck and I like called my sister. I was like in the parking lot of the place where the, where the event was. And uh, I called my sister. I was like, you need to get your ass over here. Like I am, I'm dying. Like I was hyperventilating. So she came to my rescue and um, I always have, by the way, an emotional support person at every single event. And I always have my emotional support water bottle. Like there's things that I do that I just own. And I tell people there's my emotional support person. Here's my emotional support water bottle. Like I'm just owning, I'm nervous. Like if you're nervous, it's totally normal. Like I'm literally like still very nervous. Anyways, so yeah, um, she helped me get out of the truck, but like I was shaking from hyperventilating and we take our shoes off. There's a little patch of grass. We take our shoes off and I just like ground on the little patch of grass and we just like take deep breaths and we do the serenity prayer together. And um, her friend ended up getting a picture of us doing it. We didn't know that that was happening, but um yeah, it was just this like very real life moment of like, okay, like I can do this. Like, it's going to be fine. And 
yeah, so I still have like my freakouts before these events. Although the crazy thing is after like doing a couple now, and it only took a few, I've noticed my nerves have drastically went down because you're just, you got to do it to like prove to your fucking brain that you're not going to die. You got to do it. And that's the only way. No amount of like, oh, I'm going to sit here and regulate my nervous system and meditate and just like visualize it. No, fuck that shit. You have to go in front of an audience shaking and prove to your freaking brain that you're not dying and nothing bad's going to happen. Okay. That's how you do it. And then you do Tom and Aries. <laughs> Sorry. Some people may disagree with that. But anyways, no, you do the thing, prove to your brain, you're not going to die. And then you're less nervous every damn time. Like, that's how you do it. That's like the magic. That's the, that yeah, the magic formula. There you go. Yeah, it's bringing the action in, right? I totally know what you're saying because your brain feels like you're going to die and that's why your body reacts like that. But then it, I've spoken in front of some large crowds before and it's kind of crazy. That feeling, that first feeling, you're like, I'm never doing this again. I oh, I yeah. hate this. Why did I do? But then the next time it's a little less and the next time it's a little less and it never totally goes away, but you do start, it eats up less of your capacity or something. And it's like a muscle that you build slowly. But I really like what you're saying because I, I am like these days like, oh, I just need to regulate my nervous system more. And then I wouldn't feel, but I think it's good to remember like we are feeling beings, like it's okay to have feelings and it's really encouraging for me to hear you share examples of like even if they feel really big it's not always going to feel like that and it gets a little bit easier each rep you put in that makes it feel a lot less overwhelming absolutely and something that actually really helped me because I started therapy this year because oh my god yes therapy um I decided that maybe I need to talk to someone because I always hold space for others and I don't let people hold space for me. So if I know that it's someone's job to do it, then I'm tricking myself into thinking that like, it's it's fine because it's her job to listen to me. Anyways, um, she told me, she's like, how human of you to have those emotions? Like there's a purpose for having those emotions. Like there's a purpose in being anxious. It shows that you really care about that thing. You know, she helped me like realize that oh, that's just like, like I'm having these emotions because it's literally just, it, it shows how much I care about that thing or how, you know, um, much I want this to be successful and things like that. Anyways, I feel like I'm butchering it, but basically, no, yeah, exactly, yeah. I think right. that makes yeah, I, I've noticed too. I feel like when spirit is calling, resistance comes. And so you get this big wave of like, no, you can't, no, you can't. Cause that's that brain, like lizard brain, you know, or whatever the right word is. I'm like, this feels dangerous. This feels unsafe. So I do feel like the first time there's like extra uh, to it and you got to prove to everything, right? Like we're going to get through this. We're going to survive. And then that proof can build confidence over time. Um, I'm curious, you know, like, uh, so I have so many things I want to ask you, but you mentioned when we first jumped on that, like, 
okay, you've gone through this. Now you're connecting more in person. You're getting really lit up about that. It's feeling nourishing through that process. You've really changed your business model as well. You mentioned you had really like simplified. Can you kind of take us through like, how did that decision-making process come to be? Mm, That is such a good question. Okay. interrupting this podcast episode really quick. So we just wanted to pop in here and share with you something that we've launched that we think that you are going to love. The Design Your Dream Day, a lifestyle design workshop. Mariah and I designed this workshop three years ago, and we've held it live several times since then. Um, And we get a lot of great feedback from it. So we really wanted to package this all up and put it together in more of a evergreen form, especially now that it's the top of the year and a lot of people are thinking about goal setting. But really the point of this workshop Mariah and I are constantly bitching about goal setting, and we were really frustrated by the typical way that we had been taught to set goals. And, you know, we're working with people that are constantly feeling stuck and needing a pivot, but lacking clarity. So we kind of went to the drawing board, you know, what would it look like for us to set goals in a more intuitive, creative way, um, but a way that's also kind of grounded in neuroscience and how the brain works. So we did a bit of research, kind of tested some things and brought in some of our favorite practices that have been helpful for us in setting goals and intentions for the year or the season, whatever you're at right now. Um, the, the workshop starts with a bit of um, a, a hypnosis or a guided visualization. It's a really awesome time to tap into your more creative, childlike play side and, and let yourself dream big. And then we kind of start a little broad and work our way um a bit more towards groundedness, a bit more into the tangible. And so we really start with a big vision and then whittle it down into the actual steps that you can take starting today or tomorrow to actually get there. So it's intended to be um, a bit of a high level look, but also down in the weeds on the ground, what day-to-day steps you can take to actually get towards your vision. And the the big message of the workshop, it's not really about the outcomes, right? It's more about shifting into a new identity. Who is this future version of you? Who are you? Who, what do they prioritize? What are they devoted to? What do they want to spend their time on? And then how can we kind of reverse engineer that to let that influence um, our lives and our typical day-to-day? Yeah. And honestly, like my favorite part about this workshop truly is the fact that like we start with the inner vision and then we bring it into the outer action, which I think that a lot of traditional goal setting doesn't really do. You usually start with the outer action. You don't start with your inner vision. And then a lot of like meditations and visual visualizations will start with the inner vision but then they don't weave in the outer action. So that's why I really love this process that we're going to walk you through in the workshop. So you can learn more about the workshop or you can snag it over at curiouslyguided.com slash dream day. So we will put the links to that in the show notes, but let's take you back to the episode. Okay, so... I noticed that the in-person stuff was super fulfilling, right? And I was like, how do I get more of this? How do I get more like invitations for that and um, experience more opportunities for that, you know? And I think it was the month of October 
that I channeled on my podcast that the guidance that was coming through was to be open to other possibilities that's going to lead you to the vision that you have. Okay. I love that episode. And I listened to all of your episodes. I love that one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. That was actually like, that was a really good one. Um, d- because of the messages that were coming through and it act, it's so funny how it ends up being for me too, you know, like I'm channeling these messages and I'm like, Hmm, I'm wondering how this is going to show up for me. Right. Because this energy is going to show up for everyone in different ways. And so, yeah, the specific thing was maybe, maybe the vision you've had, um, sorry, it's not that the vision is wrong, but maybe the way towards that vision, like maybe that's the part that hasn't been working, right? And what if it's meant to look super differently? What if how you're going to get to your vision is actually so different than what you had thought, right? And so be open to other possibilities that will lead you to your vision, okay? So that happened. And then this one day, keep in mind, I wasn't looking for a job. I was not looking for a job whatsoever. Like that was not on my radar, but it's just so funny how it works when you are so intentional about life and you're like, okay, I'm open to other possibilities towards my vision. And so I see that this um, local spa is like um, the person who owns it. Love her, by the way. She, I was a client of hers for a long time. She was a client of mine also. And she put out an ad that she's looking to train someone um, to be an aesthetician, to be part of her aesthetic spa. Uh, When I saw this, okay, like time stood still. I felt this weird magnetic pull that I cannot even explain it was like the holy universe in that moment was like Natasha this is for you and I was like what is happening like the energy that I felt in my like energetic field it was like it's as if it expanded and I was just being like pulled towards this ad and I'm like this doesn't make logical sense this does not make any sense and I was like no that's weird no this 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 can't be true no no that's weird I was like my human brain was like really confused. And then I was reminded of that message, like that I channeled through the podcast. And I even showed my husband the ad. I was like, is it weird that I kind of want to do this? <laughs> like, is it weird? Like, would that be weird? Is that crazy? I kept thinking, is this crazy? Anyways, long story short, I messaged her, which totally caught her off guard because she did not expect that in a million years. I was like, I don't know if you'd ever consider me, but you know, I just kind of feel this like crazy pull towards messaging you about it. We had an interview and yeah, now I'm also (laughs) working at this spa and I'm training to become an esthetician and I've been doing nails and manicures, pedicures, um, intuitive massage that I'm able to like infuse healing energy into. And none of it made sense at the time, you guys, none of it. This is like another one of those things, right? Where it doesn't make sense. You can't see the whole picture, but you have to just surrender and trust. And so even though it felt crazy, I did it. And now it's making sense. 
you know, I ended up, my first day was Halloween day. And, um, since then it's just been incredible. And I'm like, wow, I get to leave the house. That's something I wanted. I get to connect with humans and just have these like deep conversations with them. I get to help them feel good. It's changing up my routine and it's getting me out of my head for my business. And I was like, now I realize I have to simplify my business and make it work so I could do both, right? So I changed up my whole business model. So I still do private readings and like private sessions, but also now I just have like two containers where I'm teaching things that I know so deeply in my soul, right? I went back to my zone of genius what I truly love to teach. And um, I don't know if I'm answering the question. I think was it's I funny that you keep saying that, but yeah, it's, it's all of the most beautiful answer. You know, that was one of the things we wanted. You're a projector like I am. And I, I kind of brought this up with Mariah before that you joined us today, but I'm not sure if this is a projector thing, or maybe she resonates as well, but you mentioned zone of genius there. That's something I've always had. I can see it for other people, but it's been very difficult for me to see for myself, you know, like, and then I feel like I can get into coaching spaces and almost like gaslight myself about like, oh, like you, you were mentioning with your mentor earlier, I need to be more like this, or I need to be more like that if I'm going to be successful. So I'm curious, like, what was that? Was it, I'm sounding like it's a combination of things, but like what gave you the confidence to like really own it? Like, it sounds like you've kind of known, like it's mediumship, it's mediumship, but then like you really just like owned it and stepped into it and was able to like separate all the noise. Like, how did that come to be? I had to get out of my own way and decide that actually like my zone of genius is enough and I don't have to do all these other things. I can, you know what it is? Okay. It's because I compared myself to other mediums and was like, but I'm not like that. And so I, I, don't, I can't see myself ever being successful just at that one thing even though that's where my heart was. And that's like what I truly always wanted to do. And I think I had to try all these different things. And that's actually what had come through to spirit, like from spirit too. That was another message. I thought I was channeling for the collective, but it actually turned out to be so much for me too, where, and it was so funny how it came through. It was like, you needed to go in this, all these different directions to gather, you know, to prepare, to meet the people you were supposed to meet, to have all these experiences and to learn all these things. But then you're always meant to circle back to, to this, right? And um, it feels really good to, yeah, be owning that. But basically, it was like me having that realization that I need to just give myself fucking permission. I need to just decide that this is what I'm doing and this is enough. And I think there was also part of me who was always resistant to fully owning just being a medium because I knew I had also grown so much of my following. Um, I knew so many of my followers were entrepreneurs 
And I was, there was this weird story in my mind saying that like, they're not going to like that. Like they're going to reject you. They're going to be turned off by the whole mediumship thing. A lot of people think it's weird and blah, blah, blah. So there's part of me afraid of letting go of what I thought was, what I thought was, I guess that's like the end of the sentence, but yeah. I feel so much more accepting of myself now. And that's what I needed to do was like really, ex yeah, there's a lot of acceptance involved and just also being okay with, okay, this is what's coming through to share right now. Because I had gone in so many different directions, there's part of me who is afraid of what would people think like she's always changing her mind and she's always changing what she's doing. And clearly that makes her unreliable. And like, who does she think she is? You know, all those things um, played in my mind too a lot. And I had to just decide, like, I'm just, I'm going back to my roots. Like, it's okay to try different things. It's okay to go in different directions, but I'm like home now. And that feels so good. And no one can like take that away from me. So, yeah. I love that so much I want to so add much. one thing on can I Mariah I know I'm kind of dominating yeah I just want to say Natasha <laughs> something you said like just blew my brains out the way I see other people doing it that's something I'm really walking through right now of like what I feel like my heart is calling me to do I see the pros the best is the best and they are just so different from the way I do it and they are telling me the way I do it is wrong or you know that's at least the story that I'm interpreting so I'm telling myself well it's not possible to be this way and do this thing but like what no of course like that's that's probably a light, you know, like that's probably showing me like where there's space for me to kind of show up and bring myself into all of this. So I just want to thank you for sharing that. That really kind of like lit a light bulb with me. Mariah, I apologize. Don't apologize. Um, <laughs> I think it's just, it's so funny because like, as you're speaking, I like got like emotional energetically. Like I was like, whew. Am I am I going to cry on the podcast? Uh I think that a, I think that a lot of people can relate to that because it's the same thing, right? That you said and then you're working with these mentors and they're telling you best practices and this is the way you do it and that's the way you do it and it's like okay, listen. Like I teach SEO. I teach search engine optimization. I can tell you best practices, I can tell you how to get results, but part of like my approach to things is like What's your intuition saying? What's your gut saying? What's the keyword? Because like, we don't know. We're throwing shit at the wall to see what's going to stick. And I do think that like strategy comes into it, but it's also energetics. And I ended up getting on page one for this one keyword that I thought that was going to fucking nail it. I was like, yo, this is it. I ended up getting on page one in position one. How many clients did I get from it? Absolutely zero. I was on page one in position one for over a year for this keyword, but no client came. And that's because it was completely unaligned with like everything that I was meant to be doing and like my true zone of genius. And it's, it's just another example of just like, we have to keep tapping into these unlimited possibilities because we're not meant to create the same shit that everybody else is creating, but that's the work, dude. When you have to like take out the hatchet like 
knock down the weeds in your own path yourself, you're questioning, why don't I just take the easier path that's already paved? It's fucking easier. I can see it. I can see step A, B, C. I can strategize the entire way. But it's like, then we have this intuitive nudge that's like, yeah, but that's not your path. So you can walk it, but then you're going to have to turn your ass around and come right back. And then I'm going to hand you the hatchet and you're going to end up having to create your own path again. And I think it's it's really cool to keep sharing examples of this because I think we all need the reminder because the internet is loud. The internet is loud with all of these business people, with all of these gurus telling us what to do and how to do it. And like when you were talking, um, the 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 words like offer suite came into my head and I started laughing because the question of like, well, what's your offer suite and how is this going to stack on top of each other for continual income that you can foundationally build upon. And like, listen, I know an offer suite is something that you can strategize until the cows come home. But like you said, I'm pretty sure you built out an offer suite. And then you were like, I'm going to burn this fucking shit to the ground. I don't give a shit. And so it like, it's interesting, but also your story is so good because like, what if the offer suite is like the way that you help people in the one, two, three spirit Academy, your intuition on point, and being a, an esthetician, like what if like being an esthetician and working at the spa like is part of your offer suite? So fuck off because it doesn't look like somebody else's. Yeah, like exactly. And here's the thing. Me having this job has brought me so much fucking joy and it got me out of my head for my business and it brought the fun back into my business, right? It just like... I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, like my path looks so weird to like what other people would think, right? Like, okay, you're so you're an esthetician in a medium, like that doesn't make sense. But to me, it 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 just does. It feels so freaking good, and it aligns with the whole in person thing and community and like working as a team. Like, it just, I don't know. It just like is doing something to me, and I I just love it so much and apparently, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like this is going to lead to my bigger vision. I think I, I really needed to like, just get out there and stop hiding behind my laptop. And I know there's no guarantees because that's the thing, right? When you surrender and you're like open to other possibilities and you're being given this guidance and you're like, where is this taking me? What's happening? Where am I going? But you just do it anyways. You just follow along with it it's going to lead you to where, to, to wherever you're meant to be. And like, maybe it'll be different from your vision or maybe it will be exactly like your vision, but what if it's like better than your original vision? You know, like, I don't know. That's like what's coming through right now, but I'm excited. I feel so, so excited. And this just put so much life back into me that was being sucked out by obsessing over my online business. Ryan and I have both really been craving more like 
or me at least, like tangible work, like work I can put my hands on and like see the result of. And like Mariah's been baking a shit ton and I've been like picking up bartending shifts and like working on a little bit more physical tasks and like uh, projects around the house and stuff. And like, it's so gratifying. And I've also taken a, like some roles outside of my business. And I like what you're saying when we are so in it, it's really hard to see the bigger picture. And when you can start do, using your brain in other ways and stretching your brain in other ways, for me, online only feels very disconnected with that tangible piece. And I know that tangible making gives me a lot of joy and satisfaction. So I love there's like two points here of like how to bring those feelings back in your work and really connect with your work, but then also using that as an opportunity to zoom out and see the forest through the trees. And that gave you some awesome insight on like, oh, this is where my business is bloated. Like this is what the, the efficient business model looks like for me. And I think that piece, I don't hear a lot of people talking about that piece, but like, it sounds weird, but for me, physical labor has been very <laughs> liberating after years of sitting behind a screen. Yes, I had no idea that you like take shifts as a bartender. I think that is so cool. It's fun. It gives you that. You get to meet yeah. people, talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've done quite a I bit. Of, you know, I like to go. I've always just like, you know, as a little kid, I would go to yard sales with my parents and like flip things online. So recently I've been just like going to thrift stores and yard sales and flipping things online and like making 30 bucks and like remembering how fun that is. Like that is like what gives me juice in life. And I had gotten really disconnected from that because I was caught up in a lot of the the things we think we're supposed to be caught up in. So it sounds very counterintuitive. I know what you're saying where you're like telling someone, oh, I've been going to thrift stores lately and selling things online. But for me, that has been feeling like the path. And that even though it doesn't make sense, like inside, like that's what feels like the path. And even though I can't see the bigger picture. So with that, I was kind of hoping we could tap into Mariah and Natasha's zone of genius from my perspective, which is unlimited possibilities. And that's something that I hear Mariah and Natasha reference a lot. And you guys are both superhuman at like, I definitely can get caught in my ruts. And I've really right now I'm coming out of a season of, oh, that's not possible for me. Oh, like this is what it is now. And I, I, I had kind of disconnected from like the joy and magic and awesomeness that comes from even remembering that we're living in this field of unlimited possibilities. So Mariah, will you kind of take us into that a little bit and like share a bit more about like, if that's what you were wanting to say, I just want to make sure we touch on that. No, I was going to say something else, but I actually forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is, no, this is perfectly perfect. So yeah, I feel like as, oh, okay. This is kind of part of it. When we get the nudge to do something else, let's say to become an esthetician, to take a class doing something else, to become a bartender, it's like in our brain, we kind of think of it as like giving up. Oh, well, if I'm doing this, I must be giving up on my business. I must be giving up. And then it's like the shame comes in. It's like, oh, people probably think that I need to do it for the money. So I must not be making enough in my business. And it's like, money can absolutely be part of it. Like money, if you want some kind of stability, because like working and doing a job outside of running your own business and having that stability of income can feel really fucking nourishing for sure. But I feel like it doesn't always have to be like that. And I feel like we have to shift that message of like your business 
doesn't have to solve all of these different problems for you. And so like when you keep coming back and like the question that I'm going to be continually asking myself this year moving forward is how am I nourishing myself spiritually, emotionally, physically, energetically, creatively, intellectually? All of those, because we have so many different facets of being human and we have to get out of this mindset of being like, well, if people see that I have a job, they must think that I fucking suck at blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, it's just like all of the shame. And so it does come back into like allowing yourself to play in the realm of unlimited possibilities when we can drop that message and just get curious about why are you curious about that? Is it scratching the itch of like financial stability? If so, cool, fucking run with it. Who gives a fuck? Is it scratching the itch of like your creativity? Is it scratching the itch of like, actually it just feels fucking good to learn something else? Is it scratching the itch of like curiosity? You know what? This is just keep coming around and coming around like sourdough bread. Me and Andrew had no idea that we were gonna start getting curious about sourdough bread and now we're fucking obsessed with it. It's ridiculous. But it's like, That is how you're able to ground into your own curiosity so that you can continue to trust yourself because you can only come out like a, like a tree with branches and leaves. Like you can only come out and see the unlimited possibilities when you're grounded within yourself. You can't see it when you're floating. Because you're adding so much pressure, you're adding so much shame, you're not going to be able to see everything from like this expansive perspective. So I feel like the very first thing is like, what the fuck do you need right now? Like on what level do you need to be nourished? And then like allow yourself to go there. Oh my God. Yes. Wait, are you asking me or are you just like asking the audience? Because like, that's just, it felt so good to even hear you say that. No, I mean, just like, yeah, like if you have something to add to that, absolutely. I just think that it's so important. Yeah, it is so important. And I didn't realize that until this year, uh, sorry, until 2023, um, because everything in my life just felt so shitty and was going wrong. And like, you know, I had this like rare cancer on my eyelid And that was like super scary. And there was just all these things that I wasn't in control of. Okay. Like all these things happened simultaneously that I was not in control of. And so with that, it reminded me of the gift of time and like, not to get all cheesy with you guys, but seriously, like our time here is so fucking precious and valuable, but we take it for granted all the damn time. I still do but I'm getting so much better at it. And so this past year, sorry, again, 2023, I I started to get really committed to just like living and being, okay? And so in addition to like my in-person stuff, I was like, you know what? Instead of, um, you know, just like sitting here obsessing about my business or what I'm not in control of, I'm going to go have tea with grandma. Like, I am going to go hang out with my grandma or like, oh, I ended up getting tickets to go see um, Indigenous medium Sean Leonard in Thunder Bay. And I got my sister to go with me. And it was like an 11 hour drive, but it was like the most fun 11 hour drive 
ever. Like it was the most scenic route uh, like there. And it was so beautiful. My tailbone still hurts from that drive <laughs> sitting too long, but now I have a memory with me that'll last forever. Um, anyways, I just started really living. Okay. And realizing how healing that was. I didn't have to like read all these self-help books or like do all these other like energetic healing things. I was able to heal through living and being and having fun and laughing and actually just spending quality time with the people that I loved. And this is, there's like a point to this, I promise, but like what that, you know, this job as an esthetician has given me is like, more of the human connection that I didn't know I needed. Like, I didn't realize how much we actually do need human connection. And I think we forget about that because we're so used to scrolling on our phones and, you know, making content and creating these like online things for our online business. And um, actually having this like human connection, working as a team, it's like nourished me in all those ways that you we're talking about Mariah, like it's, it's hitting all those things, but it's not ever something I would have expected. Yep. And right. That's what we have to remember is like, there's, or like making sourdough bread that like bringing you some form of nourishment and fulfillment. I've been experiencing the same thing too, with like, you know, making foods that are connected to my French Canadian heritage, you know, um, that has been bringing me so much joy. I could feel my ancestors with me as I'm making it, you know, and it's just these things that we don't realize until you do it, but you just have to like start somewhere and don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Just like, why not just give yourself permission to try different things and change up your routine or whatever. And it's actually so simple. It's like, it's so crazy how we overcomplicate these things like sourdough bread making, like someone be like, oh, big deal. But you're, you probably just gets, I don't know, like it just does something, right? It just connects you to something bigger than scrolling on your phone. Yeah. It's just, it's a really good counterbalance to working online, to getting my yeah. hands in like flour, salt, and water. I love the simplicity of it. Andrew's obsessed with like the science of it. And like, he's got lava rocks in the oven and putting ice cubes to create a steam bath. And I'm just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be over here, uh, needing, needing some, some dough. But I think that like the reminder here is like, how do we tap into unlimited possibilities? Right. We don't need we don't need to tap in. They're fucking everywhere. Like, I think that that's, that's the magic juice of, of it. It's like, if you want to start seeing more possibilities around you, how can you allow yourself to come back to you? Because you said it, like, I feel like home. When you feel like you're home, it opens up the windows. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing that you have to prove. And then it creates space 
for your intuition and for curiosity to kind of drop in. That's where the possibilities come from in my perspective is just because if I'm sitting here and if I'm stressing out, I'm stressing out about money, about my relationship, about my business, about whatever, I'm so laser focused on that, that the windows are closed. I'm not seeing anything outside of the problem that I'm focusing on. So I think in order to get to a place where you can tap into like these possibilities, we have to remember A, that they're everywhere. And B, it's like, how can you just keep coming back to like what feels like home to you and know that that's going to change as you continue to evolve? Because what felt like home to me six years ago, probably like taking shots of tequila with my friends, (laughs) girl, that don't feel like home no more. (laughs) That feels like shit. (laughs) So I think remembering that like we get to evolve is really important and having conversations with people. I think like A, the physical connection, like we can hug and all of that stuff. Cool, cool, cool. What I love is the stories that come from connecting with people in person. Even on like a like a coffee chat, like me and Shay, we haven't talked for for a week. And I'm just like, yo, what's happening? And she's like telling me these stories of like all of these things. And like, usually we end up talking about possibilities and business and just like, yo, this bitch is making like a fucking million dollars selling blah, blah, blah. And it just like expands and reminds me of what's possible. So I think that's also what's really great about community, both in person and online is like, you get to share stories. We forget that being a human is like fucking sharing stories. That's where possibilities come in too, because you're reminded, hey, if that person can do it, I can definitely do it. So I feel like there's so many different layers kind of tied up in here. So many layers. And yes, to the storytelling and just having those deeply like nourishing conversations that are expansive. Like you can feel it, right? You can feel it in your energy that like, ooh, this is expansive something that I'm feeling really called to share right now I don't know why maybe someone needs to hear it like someone who's listening but I just want to circle back to that like reminder that if you don't know where to start when it comes to these like you know tapping in again it's not even about tapping in but like where do I start when it comes to you know opening up to these other possibilities for myself it's just deciding like being intentional about it and again like speaking to your higher power your higher self of the universe like everyone uses a different language right and just expressing with intention like from your heart don't overcomplicate that I just mean like say it like you mean it there we go let's simplify it even more I'm all about like just simplifying things as much as possible I used to be super fluffy not anymore I've been unfluffed and it feels so good Anyways, so it's just a matter of being open to exploring other possibilities for yourself. And like, again, sometimes as humans, we get so stuck on this is the way I have to do A, B, and C, and it'll lead to D. Oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or like, just I have to follow, <laughs> I have to follow the rules and that's going to get me to where I want to be. But what if there's another way? And what if this other way is just like so much better and so much more fun and more fulfilling? Like, what if there is another way? So be open to that. Be open to being led on another path. 
be open to um, new insights and creative ideas. And maybe you'll even notice that things that have already popped in are going to pop back in, right? Just like for me, it was that nudge that I got to reach out to the person I was avoiding, like connecting with. So sometimes it'll be something that you've already been nudged to do, or maybe you've been avoiding it. And then you do it and you feel so much relief and you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And just from doing that over and over again, you start to build that trust with yourself and your own nudges and all that stuff. So anyways, for those of you who are asking, like, how do I start? Literally just have a conversation. It's going to feel like you're talking to yourself, but you're just like putting it out there and you're just open and then remain detached. You, you know what I mean? Like, don't go looking for it or, or waiting for that it. Just like, really, let it come. That's really hard. That's really I hard. Know, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> but like, go about your day. Just like, go about your day and it's going to come and you're just going to be like, whoa, okay, there it is. I yeah. forget how simple it is to really just like, turn to God. Like, Seriously. Truly. And just be like, uh, or like, hire yourself, whatever. Just like, I'm open to the next step. That's it. I'm done controlling it. I'm just going to let it yeah. be easy. I'm just going to let it be easy. You tell me. you t Because it's like this reminder of like, I don't know shit about shit. So like, how the fuck do I know? You know. I don't know. So it's like, yeah. I have to be open to the possibilities. And I feel like I'm I'm really grateful that you came on and you shared your story and just like all of the little pieces that kind of go into it because it's such a beautiful reminder that like we have no idea where things are going to lead us and like you're craving more in-person stuff and then it's like wait why do I feel like I'm being called to work at a spa like am I crazy but then you're like wait a minute but like I've been craving more in-person connection but then that like allows you to tap into that energy of in-person connection more and then all of a sudden more opportunities to speak more opportunities or invitations for other things keep coming in and it's like you would have never put those two together and thought that like one could grow the other but like we have to stop thinking that life is logical it's not. And that's why the gurus, that's why the people that are like these best practices, the this and this. Yes, of course, we can look, we can have results and then we can look back to see our own journey and to see what worked. And then we can go ahead and turn that into a framework and we can teach people how we got results. That's normal. Like that's evolution. That's us learning. You know what I mean? It's like if you learn how to whittle a knife out of a piece of wood, please teach me how to whittle a knife. But that doesn't mean that like that's the only way to whittle a knife. And we have to remember that, but it's fucking difficult to remember that. It is. It totally is. But it's actually so simple. It really is. It's so simple when you're just like, oh yeah, I've been trying to control everything for a long time and clearly it's not working and that's why I feel like shit. So I'm just going to surrender and be open to you know, like my next, my next step or a different answer or whatever. And really quick too, I just want to touch on what you said about like, yeah, it's not going to look like how your brain is telling you it should look. It, it really isn't, but it's going to be like better than what you expected. But I think the resistance comes in of like, but what if things change? And like, what if that's uncomfortable, right? It's going but to be. It's going to be. Like, let's just like 
put that out there right away, it's going to be uncomfortable. I was so humbled when I started working at the spa and I had to like suck at some things. Okay. That really sucked. But then I got better and now it's less uncomfortable. And yeah, any sort of change is going to be uncomfortable, but it's so worth it. It's so friggin' worth it. And um, yeah. The point of being here, it's the point of evolving, truly. And I think that we forget that because how fucking bored would we be? How bored would we be if we never got to change and we got stuck in the mundane and we got stuck in this routine of just like, well, this is what I do. And even business, I have to remind myself, how fucking bored would I be if I if I already reached the destination that I set out to hit? I would be fucking bored in business and then I would be starting another business because I would be craving more challenging shit, more other things to explore. You know what I mean? Like it never ends. We think that there's a destination and we're fucking with ourselves, essentially. Because there isn't. And you're going to keep looking for problems to solve. But the cool thing is, is that I feel like we just like build up the resiliency to solve the problems, the deeper that we expand our capacity to do uncomfortable things. Oh, 100%. 1000%. You know what? I realized in 2023, like before I made the big shift to, you know, reclaiming my my space as medium. I realized that I had stopped doing the scary things because mm-hmm. I was craving comfort so bad because of how crazy my life was and how uncomfortable and painful things were in my life that I was like, I'm craving comfort. So all I wanted to do was be comfortable, but I stopped growing. I stopped yeah. dreaming. I stopped evolving. And I think that season was necessary, but as soon as I started doing the uncomfortable things, like as it was just so quick. I'm chills talking about this. It's so fast. Like as soon as you start doing the uncomfortable and scary things again, that's where growth is. That's where things happen. That's where movement takes place. You pick up the momentum again and it doesn't take long, but you have to be willing to do the uncomfortable and scary things for sure. Wow. I like what you shared there. Also, um, I want to, I'm coming out of a season where if there's a lot going on in your personal life, give yourself a little bit of grace and just say, you know what, this chapter I'm craving stability. And like, this is what that looks like. And there'll be seasons. Maybe I'm coming out of a season of, I craved stability. I went for that. It was awesome. But now I have the capacity and I'm like, Hey, I want to start doing hard things again. I finally feel like I can stand up and do it. I have it now. And you're right immediately. It's wild how immediate it starts happening. And so, yeah, if you're going through a season in life, I think a lot of this conversation has come back to like how things shift and change and will always be shifting and changing. And can you get quiet and still and come back to yourself and reconnect with like what's bigger? That's like such a skill I know. But Natasha, I just want to thank you. You out of anyone I know, show up so authentically, like you just really bring your true self. You, I appreciate that you share the emotions that you're feeling and the experiences that you're having and like how you think through things. Honestly, just listening to you has given me permission to like slow down when I'm speaking and like really give myself space to like, no, what do I want to say here? And I've noticed that just that skill has like, it commands attention. Like just like being around you and in your 
energy has really helped me kind of like step into how I like to speak and, and get over fears of like, what if I lose my train of thought? Who the fuck cares? We all lose our train of thought and how wonderful it is to see someone being human like me, like I'm human. Right. So the energy and the example that you set in this world is just like chef's kiss. I can't thank you enough for it. You really uh, inspire me to just show up as myself. And that's so awesome. Um, And you've shared so many nudges that have been popping up for you lately in this world. But the way we like to conclude every episode is, do you have anything else? What wild things are sparking your curiosity right now? Is there anything else or any other nudges that you've currently been um, rabbit holing? So yeah, basically connecting more to my um, French Canadian roots as well as my indigenous roots has been really like standing out for me lately. So like cooking, okay, for example, like I was so dead set on making cabbage rolls, which I know aren't rooted in French Canadian, you know, but anyways, that's like part of mine, you know, it's something that like my family always made so I was like okay I'm gonna make grandma's cabbage I had an accent there cabbage rolls I don't have (laughs) but I was like when I get set on doing something or making something I'm just like okay I'm gonna do this it's gonna be this big deal it's gonna be awesome so I called my grandma and I was like grandma I need all your secrets about cabbage rolls because you make the best ones in the whole wide world so she gave me all of her secrets and it was the most beautiful conversation and uh yeah I ended up making her cabbage rolls it was the best thing ever and now I'm like okay on to the next one it's called sea well we say sea poi or sea pie it's spelled differently and but in different you know places but that's basically like this metal medley of like different kinds of wild meat and potatoes and it's like layered and there's like a crust and everything and so like that's going to be the next thing that I do and then I'm I'm gonna yeah basically just keep trying out those foods and like making them so that my children could you know taste them and get to know them and and things like that so there's been that um Other than that, um, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and that's something that really brings me joy too. I stopped listening to self-help books. I told myself mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do that anymore because it was always from this place of I'm never good enough and I could always be better. So that's why I needed to take a break. So now I like listening to like romance and like fantasy and whatever stuff that just like brings me joy and um yeah, I, I'm realizing now, like, I'm actually really boring. What have I even been, like, looking? Those are great. Not boring. That's not at all. Not boring. <laughs> and it's so funny. I'm glad you said this is going to sound wild, and I've literally never said this out loud before. The idea of connecting with my ancestors is something I am intrigued by, and I have not ever had much experience with. I don't have, like, a really clear lineage with my family. But when I fucking cook bacon, I cannot describe to you guys. I am so, like, I have this feeling of, like... <laughs> connectedness. So when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I know that feeling. And I think that's a really cool way to explore that and like feel, uh, I don't know, there's just something really cool there. So both of those were incredible. And then the book thing is so needed. And I love the way you frame that of, I'm actually asking, asking myself this question right now, how often and I am I choosing my content out of a belief that I'm not good enough, that something's lacking and that I need to fill in that gap. And I have experienced when I switched to fiction, 
all of a sudden I'm having fun again. All of a sudden I feel relaxed. It's a totally different experience. So I think both of those were <laughs> wonderful for me at least. So thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're I'm just so like glad. nourishing. Nourishing on different levels. And like, I really like that you're making like ancestral food that have like connections because I, I do think that it's important. And I think that I, I feel like that's kind of like where the sourdough movement is really like taking off and people are making sourdough because it's like, we might not know directly if our ancestors ever made this, but it's like previous humans from hundreds of years ago definitely fucking did this. And I think that it's just like coming back to simplicity to help balance out the chaotic technological world. I think that we need both. So it's cool to hear examples of people that are kind of combining them. And last question, we promise where can people like if people are listening and they're just like oh my god I want to get more of Natasha where can they learn more about you where can they connect with you I know that we mentioned one two three spirit academy and intuition on point but can you just give people the overviews of them so we can put the links in the show notes absolutely okay so everything is hot mess medium so my instagram my website and on facebook as well um if you want to check out like my style as a medium what evidential mediumship is all about i often do free live demonstrations where i'm giving like readings to the people who are watching and they're just so incredible to witness and it just kind of is a good way of like stepping into it and just like, especially if you're super new to it. So I do that over there. Um, and then the one, two, three spirit Academy, uh, is where I teach evidential mediumship to like real life humans. Okay. In a super non-fluffy way, in a way that's like, you know, as easy as one, two, three, it's like really easy to, um, to do. And I love it. I love teaching my students and supporting them with um, developing their relationship with spirit in a way that is supportive and nourishing and there's boundaries, you know, so I've noticed that it's really supportive for people who consider themselves very highly sensitive and empathic. Um, so it's a very empowered relationship with your gifts and you gain confidence and trust because I'm all about practice, practice, practice. I'm so another thing I want to share is that I'll often post on my Facebook page um, whenever I have students who are in need of someone to practice on. And so the people in my audience are also able to receive these practice readings from my students. And it's just like, it's amazing to witness every time. And then I have my um, other container. It's mainly focused on intuition and becoming a more empowered, highly sensitive person, allowing your intuition to lead you and guide you, you know, um, mastering being an imperfect human using your intuition. So that's what that container is all about. And then of course I offer private sessions to hear from your past loved ones. And, uh, yeah, I think that's like, every Oh, and then there's my podcast, of course, the hot mess medium podcast. So yeah, Which we highly recommend, um, <laughs> highly recommend. It's one of, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you guys, it's like, it's one of those shows that like, I think the other okay so like I've been driving a lot you know moving all across the fucking country and like Natasha's podcast is just one of those podcasts that it's just so uplifting I just feel so good where it's like I just want her in my ear all 
of the time. Like it's just, it just, oh, she's so nourishing. So like check out her podcast. We're going to leave the links to those below. And also just like full transparency of being a previous student of hers. Like if you're interested in either developing your intuition or developing mediumship abilities and that stuff, which all of us have access to. So if you feel the pull to either of those, know that this could really deepen your relationship with a natural superpower that we all have. And like, it really has been like fucking life changing for me. I can't speak even more highly of Natasha, truly. So thank you, my friend, for coming back on the podcast. It was such a joy. We love you so much. We're probably going to have you on again. Um, I feel like we could talk to you all day long. So like every couple of years, we're just going to be like, all right, where are you at right now? <laughs> what have you learned? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would no, love that. Seriously, seriously. Okay, so we will make sure to leave all of your links and information in the show notes below for our listeners. But I think we're ready to close this episode down. So remember, my friends, you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask the questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Curiously Guided Podcast. We appreciate you so much for being here. Truly, this podcast is such a joy for us to create. If you love the conversation or you're a fan of the podcast and you want to support us in creating new episodes, feel free to head over to curiouslyguided.com support to buy us a coffee. If you're not already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you can stay in the loop with all of the episodes we've got coming your way. And while you're heading over to subscribe, slide over to the review section and let us know what you thought about that episode. Reviews go a long way in helping us reach more listeners. So even if it's just a quick one, it helps us all continue to grow together. We'll see you in the next episode.